There's nothing more important than knowing our purpose on this earth and why God put us here. This has been something that I have, I feel like constantly have thought about all my life. God, what is my purpose? What do you want me to do? I know that I can sing. I know that I can write. I know that I am really good with speaking to people and and encouraging people. But why do I feel like it's such a struggle for me to believe in myself at times? I know that's the enemy, but I feel like it's been a struggle for too long, so long that you know, it's become like familiar and a part of me and that it's something that I have to just live with. And as I've been going deeper into God's word and really studying the things that I struggle with and actually getting into the word, it's so interesting that I've been a Christian all my life, but I, I am just now purposing myself to get into the word and and really find out who God is this infinite magnificent awe-inspiring God there's like not even enough words not even the best words that I could come up with I feel like I'm a brand new Christian I feel like I literally recently became a Christian and that seems really odd for me to to say and to even really admit that but you know I I don't think that I've um, paid attention to my walk with God in a way that could yield results and let me explain myself because that sounds like okay it's a trans transaction type of you know relationship and it's not but I think that I have treated it that way or thought about it that way all of my life that my relationship with God is transactional if I pray for this then he'll give me that and I know it doesn't work because there's so many prayers that have gone unanswered and there's so many things that I haven't prayed for, good things that have happened. And there's so much confusion in the body of Christ and 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 the way that, that certain things are taught and and I you know, I just feel like I'm just starting to learn. And I'm okay with starting over. I'm okay with kind of just wiping the slate clean and learning again, learning a whole new way. And that's not easy because we can get things so indoctrinated in our minds. You know, for goodness sake, I went to a four-year Bible college. If anybody's indoctrinated, it's me, you know? Um, and it's, it's not bad. I, I, I loved my 
my Bible college that I went to. And, you know, I'm so thankful that I was brought up a Christian. But, for example, I've been the last two weeks while being, you know, quarantined and, and, and being, you know, shut in with this whole coronavirus, I've had a chance to really... Um, dive into some areas that I have always had a lot of doubt and fear surrounding. One of them is healing. I've always wondered why some people get healed and other people don't. And a movie that I, um, it was recommended to me, you know, a little while ago. My my mom uh, told me about a movie called um, I Still Believe, and it's the Jeremy Camp story. It's the true story um, of this. Uh, he's he's a he's a big artist. He's well known. If you don't know him, he's a Christian artist, and um, he's got a lot of amazing songs. But his uh, when he was young, um, in his when he went off to college, he met his first wife. And long story short, uh, she got cancer while they were in school and dating. And they just fell madly in love with each other. It's a total amazing love story. Um, she ended up getting totally healed at one point, or all the cancer was gone, I should say. And they prayed and prayed, and he prayed, and that's when his he was starting to get well-known. He kind of got discovered while he was in college. Um, and he would have huge audiences pray over her, over radio shows, things like that. Just a lot of people praying. And she, it looked like, you know, um, she was going to be healed. And, um, and in fact, she was cancer free. And so that gave them a period of time to get married and, go on a honeymoon and just be blissful and amazing it was like a reset button you know and and but while they were on their honeymoon she started having her issues again I guess she had um, some kind of of stomach cancer that's where it began Um, but while they were on their honeymoon she was in a lot of pain and so they flew back early and turns out that her cancer came back with a vengeance and spread all over her body and her cancer was inoperable at that point, and so um, they told her, told him and her to go home and you know wait for her to die. So she ended up dying, um, and that's that's horrible. And you know I just got done watching the movie, and because I started like really diving into healing and and seeing what the Word of God says, I. God led me, and this is really, truly how I feel, and you can, I don't know what people think out there, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> um, but I really felt like God really took me on a YouTube journey, journey This these last like year and a half, two years, of going and finding different sermons and people that would speak about things that my heart was crying out for, that I'd be praying for, and then boom, suddenly... I wouldn't even know who this person is, but the title would draw me in and I would start listening. And then while listening to that sermon, a certain prayer of mine or a curiosity or I, or I knew something that I had 
had curi- you know, um, curiosity about or just sort of didn't understand or I was like, God, I don't understand why things are this way. He would answer me and I would be able to understand it. It's like my heart was open to hear finally, I guess. Um, and so I've just been on a real learning journey. All this time though, not going back to the word. And I know God has been really, especially in the last year, saying, I want you to be in my word. I want you to spend time with me, not just listen to these, you know, I don't want to call them YouTube preachers because they really are real preachers. They have churches and ministries and all that kind of stuff. They just, I mean, everybody has their stuff on YouTube these days. Um, but he wanted me to, to, to know it for myself. That's what I really felt in my spirit him speaking to me is you have to have these revelations for yourself it's like sure get the inspiration hear the testimonies of these preachers but but they're preaching to you because those are their revelations they're speaking truth but it's what I've revealed to them through my word and I can do the same with you Carolee if you get into my word but the difference is is that it won't just be um second hand it'll be first hand because you'll be reading the words that are the Bible's alive. The words will, will come to life and it will be a revelation inside of you that no one can take away from you, that no one can argue with you. It's it's real and it's profound to you that it's it's locked in. And so after finding this guy, the, um, like I'm going back to um, talking about the, the, the healing sermons that I found, um, I found this man named... Andrew Womack. I have never heard of this guy in my life. And would you know that he's had a 40-year ministry and he has this Bible college called Karis Bible College and just incredible. But he was the first person to challenge what we're so used to hearing in the body of Christ about healing. And because I'm, I know it's on everybody's mind. Why do some people get healed when you pray for them and some people don't? Why are some people delivered and others are not? Why do some people suffer a long time and then get healed? And why do some people suffer a long time and don't, you know, it's just, it's so confusing. And here this man is saying clearly in the word of God and he shows you and he takes you through these different scriptures and he says, it's promised to us by his stripes, we are healed. Or I should say we were healed is what he emphasizes. We were healed because it was already taken care of on the cross. Jesus healed us 2,000 years ago of any infirmity, infirmity, sickness, any issues. And he basically handed us the kings of the, the keys to the kingdom when he died on that cross and, and put us in a covenant with him. When he died on that cross, we died with him. Our sins died with him. And I've never, I've never heard it that way. I've never, I have heard that where, where we, our sins died with him on the cross. I started hearing that from Todd White and Dan Muller. And those are two other amazing people. But this is just in the last year of my life that I've gotten these revelations. And I've wasted so much time 
worrying about my purpose, about my life, about what God wants and 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 I don't know, I guess it all mixes in for me. It's like if some people are healed and other people are not healed, then that makes me question things about my purpose. Well, if I really want to sing and I really want to write songs and I want to impact the world, you know, and I want to go for it, but I have all this fear and doubt, then maybe it's not for me. So a person who's sick with cancer could think the same thing, right? They could think, well, maybe I'm the person that's supposed to not get healed. You know, maybe that's for other people. It's like, I guess I just sort of wrap it up all in the same thing. And and that might be strange, a strange way of thinking, but I guess that's just how I've always thought of things. And um, there was a lot of things about this movie that made me mad because it just, it just recycled the same false doctrine, honestly, the false message of, you know, yes, God heals, but not everybody will be, not everyone will be healed. Um, because not everyone's going to get healed. Like, you know, that the same thing, like maybe that's not what God wanted or, um, maybe God, you know, had a special place for them and, you know, wanted them up in heaven and maybe it's a bigger thing. You know what I mean? Like those, all those things that people say, like, you know, God needed that person up in heaven more than they needed him down here. And, you know, now that I've listened to this guy's messages, his, his teachings, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I feel like it's just lies. And, and honestly, the way that, that Andrew Womack says it is, it's a cop out. It's a cop out because there's something that we haven't discovered. There's something that there's a part that we're missing as the human race, as our part when we're believers. It's like there are laws, there are spiritual laws, just like there are natural laws like gravity, what goes up must come down. There are also spiritual laws like that. Like when you sow into um, a ministry, God blesses that. He will bless you exponentially when you do it without expecting anything in return when you do it with a with a with a a real contrite heart you know um and i just got upset it was it was a sweet movie and and you know a lot of it could just go over people's heads and i see why it does and i see why it it sort of just it it i could see how it wouldn't even mess with anybody because it's what we've been taught it's what we've always been taught but i would rather believe the direction of what Andrew Womack is saying about what God's word says, because he showed scripture after scripture, you know, he, he takes, he takes you to Matthew, um, chapter 10, verse one. And it simply says that Jesus gathered all of his disciples together, all 12. And you know what? I'm going to turn right to it. And I think my last episode, I said the same thing and I'm just, I'm just going to stay on this healing thing. You know, I'm going to stay on it because I just think that we've been taught wrong and I'm just going to be another person on that bandwagon that pushes it. 
and um, that that the message of the Bible, what God says is simply this. He says yes and amen to healing. That means all time, every time, everybody is to be healed. There isn't, oh, not this time for that person or that, you know, and anyway, I'll just read the verse. It says, um, Matthew 10, 1, and Jesus summoned to him his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. Do you hear that? All. To cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. And infirmity in the Greek and in other translations and in other um, yeah, translations of the Bible infirmity can mean just issues of the heart it doesn't have to mean sickness um, and some people interpreted that like I am just going to dive deep I want to know this for myself I want to have revelation but I am choosing to believe even, even though I don't know everything and I just learned this from listening to a, a, a preacher give a four part series about healing that says his series is called God wants you well and I'm going to choose to believe that because that's one of the things that has kept me in fear is what if one of my children gets cancer I don't want to feel helpless on that day I want to speak directly to that cancer and I want to tell it to die instantly and believe that it will and watch it go that's the kind of power that God says we have. That's the kind of power and authority that he gave to us. It says it right here in God's word. Go look it up. By his stripes, we were healed. Not we will be if, or we could be if. It's we were of it all 2,000 years ago. We have to believe. It's all about believing. It has really nothing to do with faith because it only said that we needed a mustard seed of faith. Do you know what the size of a mustard seed is? It's nothing. It's teeny. It's like the size of a pinhead. But belief, belief, and I believe that's why God has been really, really stirring my heart and my, and my spirit over this saying to me, get into my word, get into my word, get into my word. Let me give you revelation so that it's in there and that you know it for yourself, not that you're getting secondhand revelation by listening to a preacher on Sunday or a sermon on YouTube. You need to hear it and see it and read it for yourself. And I encourage you to do the same because it is true. There are things that are coming alive for me. And that's why I keep going back to this verse. Because he said it to his 12 disciples. It makes me so emotional. Um, you know, people say it all the time. but I, and, and I'm part of that. 
where we say, you know, um, by God, we have the same power. There's songs written. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of us right now. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the grave. And, and in a couple of days, we're going to be at Easter. And, and we're living in that time, you know, right now. And we're celebrating that. And I want to believe for the first time in my entire life, in the year 2020, I'm believing for the first time that that power that raised Jesus from the dead 2,000 years ago is inside of me and that I can call it out, that I can say to that cancer or that COVID-19 or, or, the, or the fear and doubt inside of me or the anxiety that goes through my mind about sometimes feeling worthless and not worthy of, of the things I feel called to, terrified of even coming on this podcast and speaking to people. Sorry, I'm just getting a little emotional. You know, the enemy really tried to keep me from starting this podcast. It took me six months to even to even produce a first episode. And I had to do it with friends. I had to do it with friends because I just almost needed my hand held. And I'm not supposed to have that kind of fear and doubt inside of me. And I don't want to operate from that. And I don't know how other people do it. Believe me, I've sat around for too long thinking about it, you know. Um, But I believe that I will overcome these fears because I am now turning these things around in my head um, by reading the word of God, finding out who God is so that I can find out who I am. Um, And I just think that our walk with Jesus is so much easier than maybe how it's been made out to be in the body of Christ and and in in the teachings and the doctrines and all this stuff. I just think it's so much simpler. Um... I think it's just been made too religious, too much work's going on, too much you got to be this and that, you know? I mean, when I was young, I was just trying to keep myself pure and, you know, save myself for marriage. That was my focus of my, of my Christian walk, you know, being that good girl, you know, and getting into heaven and, and that's a part of it, but that's such a teeny tiny part. I mean, God is amazing and alive, and I am just starting to discover that. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm a grown woman now, you know? So it's just, it's just crazy. So this movie, I still believe, with Jeremy Camp, it's a sweet movie, but it just, it just continues the lie. It, it continues the cop-out, I'll say that, you know, um, because I think that saying that maybe, I don't know, I, I can be bold and say that it's a lie, because it is. I believe that this girl really believed, and I really believe that Jeremy Camp believed, but there was something 
that they were missing. And I want to find out what that missing piece is. And, you know, it is possible to have belief and, and unbelief all in the same, at the same time, belief and unbelief. And that could have been what was going on, you know? You know, we're supposed to believe and not have doubt in our heart. And that's really hard. That's hard for someone like me to even comprehend because I feel like I have so much doubt going on, you know, especially when you're faced with something so fear, you know, so scary like cancer. You can get so full of fear. Um, you know, I think that's what happened to the disciples when they couldn't cast, you know, not cast out, but they couldn't um, help the epileptic boy um, when when Jesus was up on the mountain with, um, I want to say, Peter, James, and John. And Jesus went up to the, the mountain of transfiguration and the other disciples, the nine disciples were down below. And, you know, a, a father and his epileptic son came to the disciples and asked them to heal his son. And, you know, the way that John, not John, um, Andrew Womack explains it is that they allowed fear. They looked at the situation with the epileptic boy and maybe fear and doubt got into them and it caused them to to doubt and to not believe that they could they could cast this this devil out or this this um, demonic presence out and I'm just thinking through this that's why it's taking me so long to <laughs> talk about it but it's like you know because um, I don't want to get it mixed up with a with a different story but it says you know when Jesus finally came down from the mountain um, the father went to him and said, why can't, you know, your, your disciples cast this out? And Jesus was, was irritated with his disciples. He said, oh, you prefer, um, you faithless and perverse generation, how long will I have to be with you? Um, and John Womack, oh, I keep saying John, Andrew Womack, you know, explained it that, that in this particular reference, and he takes you through um, different scriptures, but you know, in the Greek, this time, like I guess faith can also mean belief. Well, he was saying that, like, you know, in the NIV, um, the translation is faith, but it really means belief. When will you believe? Because remember, you can just, all you have to have is a mustard seed of faith. And, um, but belief is a different thing. I don't know why, but I think belief just goes so much deeper. So anyway, uh, I've talked long enough. I hope you guys have gotten something out of this. I, um, I encourage you to go and, um, listen to Andrew Womack's four part series. God wants you well. Um, I really do. I'm almost to the fourth the fourth part and I've learned so much I've had revelation after revelation and then you know if you still doubt just make sure that you go through 
I would write down all the Bible verses that he references throughout the series. That's what I'm doing because, again, I'm obeying God and I'm, I'm, I'm doing what he's asked me to do, which is to get my own revelation by going into the Word, into those Bible verses myself so that God can speak to me through those Bible verses and um, so that I'll know that I'll know for me and I won't have to say Andrew Womack said and da 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 or I got it from this person and you know secondhand faith I don't want that secondhand belief I don't want that I need to have my own belief so that if I ever come across someone who is you know stage four cancer I will believe and know that I know that I know that I know that I can lay hands on that person and I will believe they will be raised and completely healed completely healed. There will be no cancer coming back. It will be eradicated. That is the power that God put inside of us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you who believe. Be blessed.